Thank you, Bobby. The epistle is particularly important to the message this morning. As you might be aware, as you woke up this morning, it is Palm Sunday. And the reason your bullet, and you have to forgive me if I take a sip of coffee every now and then, I'm, uh, this pollen is just really getting to me. Um, the reason the bulletin is several pages long is because the church in the liturgy gives you the option on this Sunday of either focusing on the liturgy of the palms, which is what we're going to do, or the liturgy of the passion of Jesus now, we do a Good Friday service, so we'll cover the passion of Christ on Good Friday. I hope you can come for that. It's always a moving service. It's 7 to 8 in the evening, and um, it's a great way to uh, center your focus on the Easter that's coming. And it is coming, I promise. Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. This is what the people were shouting as Jesus was riding in on the donkey. But did you know that that particular scripture was written hundreds of years before the event actually took place? It's in the book of Zechariah, the prophet. And he foretells of Jesus' triumphal entry into Jerusalem centuries before that event unfolded to all of those people, all of those witnesses to the arrival of King Jesus. Listen to what Zechariah writes. He says, Rejoice greatly, O daughter Zion. Shout aloud, O daughter Jerusalem. Lo, your king comes to you. Triumphant and victorious is he. Humble and riding on a donkey, on a colt, on the foal of a donkey. He will cut off the chariot from Ephraim and the war horse from Jerusalem and the battle bow shall be cut off and he shall command peace to the nations. His dominion shall be from sea to sea and from river to the ends of the earth. See, the Gospel of Mark tells us, then they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their cloaks on it, and he sat on it. Many people spread their cloaks on the road, and others spread leafy branches that they had cut in the fields. Then those who went ahead and those who followed were shouting, Hosanna. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our ancestor David. Hosanna in the highest heaven. Ever thought about what Hosanna means? We say it in the communion liturgy, don't we? What is Hosanna? Well, before Jesus came, you know what Hosanna meant? It meant salvation. Hooray for salvation. Salvation is coming. And then after Jesus came, the meaning kind of transformed. And it began to mean salvation. Salvation, salvation has come. See, this is quite the spectacle that these people are making over this man, Jesus. 
I mean, when you think about it, the thoughts that are going through their heads as they're shouting and praising the king who's riding in on the donkey, fulfilling hundreds of years of prophecy on this particular glorious day. Could this be the king who will deliver Jerusalem from the hands of her oppressor? I mean, look, he's riding on a donkey, just like the scriptures foretold. It has to be him, right? It has to be the Messiah, the king, our deliverer who was promised to us from times of old. Oh, but we know the story, don't we? How those shouts of praise and joy turn to shouts of anger, shouts of disappointment, shouts of frustration. Because what the people couldn't understand, what they couldn't wrap their minds around was that Jesus was not an earthly king. See, Paul wrote in his letter to the church at Philippi. Oh, that's proof that the coffee bean was made by God. I'm telling you right there. Paul wrote to the church at Philippi about who Jesus was. Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited, as something to be taken advantage of, but he emptied himself. Taking the form of a slave, being born in human likeness and being found in human form, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. (coughs) Therefore, God, who also highly exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bend in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. How many times have you been disappointed Because your expectations weren't met. Have you ever been discouraged because what actually happened was not anywhere close to what you had expected to happen? What was your reaction when the expectations that you had didn't meet the reality of your circumstances? Did you become angry? Were you frustrated? Were you depressed? Did you want to lash out at the source of your disappointment? The source of your shattered expectations? Did you want to blame someone, anyone, for that disappointment? See, our human condition puts most people in a position where we are prime candidates for disappointment regarding our expectations. 
And very often when we're dealing, of, especially when we're dealing with things of a spiritual nature, the disappointment comes from our expectations being far too low. We don't aim high enough. We make God smaller than his capability. See, the people were disappointed that Jesus did not overthrow the Roman oppressors, not realizing that Jesus came to overcome sin and death. See, Roman oppressors are small potatoes compared to sin and death. Jesus came to fix the big picture, the big issue with humanity. And they were disappointed because they rolled out the red carpet, or I guess the palm branch carpet, for the king. And then he didn't deliver. They praised him as King Jesus. And then he didn't live up to the title in their weak human minds. As Christians, for most of us, Palm Sunday <coughs> is a little bit bittersweet. Because it seems that just when Jesus is getting the praise and the honor and the glory that's due him, when finally people are recognizing him as King Jesus, and all of a sudden he's arrested, humiliated, beaten, tried unjustly in the middle of the night, when no court was ever supposed to meet in secret so that they could push him through to the cross. But it was just as Jesus said it would be, wasn't it? He would die on the cross and then three days later he would rise from the dead. Can you fathom the love of a God who would do that for you? Can we as humans let go of our human expectations long enough to consider... A God who would do that for us. Can we let go of our human expectations long to consider ourselves the way Jesus considered himself? Think of yourselves the way Christ Jesus thought of himself. He had equal status with God but didn't think so much of himself that he had to cling to those advantages Cling to that status no matter what. No, he did the opposite. When the time came, he set aside the privileges of being deity, of being God, and he took on the status of a slave. He became human. And having become human, he didn't go back and forth between deity and human. No, he stayed human. And it was an incredibly humbling process. He didn't claim special privileges. Instead, he lived this selfless, obedient life 
And then he died a selfless, obedient death. And not just death, but the worst kind of death. Crucifixion. And because of that obedience, God lifted him high and honored him far beyond anyone or anything ever so that all created beings in heaven and on earth, even those who long ago were dead and buried, all will bow in worship before this Jesus Christ and call out in praise that he is the master of all to the glory of God the Father. Palm Sunday is a gateway into the Jerusalem that is our own hearts and minds. It's an opportunity to consider just what exactly our expectations are of this man, Jesus. And so as we enter Holy Week, Palm Sunday being the start of this Holy Week, leading up to Good Friday and then a glorious Easter sunrise. As we begin our final steps with Jesus to the cross, what are our expectations of Jesus? Who is Jesus to you? Is he an earthly king in stories long ago? Or is he the living Lord of all creation? Is he your personal Messiah? Or have your human expectations made him something less? Hosanna. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our ancestor David. Hosanna in the highest heaven. See, Hosanna means salvation has come. Hosanna in the highest means let all the heavenly host, all the angels, all the saints that have gone before, all those loved ones who have passed on that we miss so dearly in this life, who we will see again, all of them are joining in in this holy week, singing this song of praise. Salvation, salvation, salvation has come. Let all the heavenly hosts Rejoice and proclaim his holy name. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.